Thank you for coming in for this audition. Um, you'll be reading for Penis Emporium's Warehouse of Sex. Uh, so we really need you just for one line. We're going to need a clean take of you just saying the word penis. And uh, you look great for the role. I think this is going to go great. Uh, quick aside, are you the guy who came in for the Le Little Caesars ad? Uh, no. That's, um, that's not me. No, okay, I just, I thought I maybe met you at the Little Caesars audition. You, you're not the Little Caesars guy. No, no, I'm here. I'm here for this, uh, this audition. Okay, well, anytime you're ready, just, just give it a take. Just penis, one time. Okay. Penis, penis. Damn it. Fuck, fuck! Oh, wow, it sounded like you maybe said it twice very fast. No, I can do this. I can do this, okay? Let me try one more time. Okay, yeah, take it take it away. One more try. Penis, penis. God, you know, fuck! All right, I'm leaving. Hey, guys. Hey, you. Uh, how are you, guys? Uh, welcome to Y'all Ever, the only podcast on the internet. This is a comedy mental health program all about the universal, super relatable comedy of staring into the dark abyss. My name is Hampton Yunt. I am the host. Uh, I'm solo hosting this week. My other host, Dave Ross, is taking an indefinite hiatus from the show. Uh, we wish him well. When I say we, I mean me. And uh, I guess Aristotle also, my producer. I'm He's not here, but I assume he's wishing Dave well also. That'd be really weird if he was actually really upset about this more than more than me. That would that'd just be bizarre. Um, but uh, check out Dave on his uh, podcast, Get Stupid. You can hear him talk about why he's had to take a leave from the show. And uh, it's, you know, as far as how I'm doing, I feel pretty good. You know, I'm actually really glad to still be here with you guys. I really enjoy this podcast and I enjoy you guys so much and I guess I just want to say how grateful I am that you guys are staying with me and um, here for the ride you know I really love doing a podcast about mental health and uh, one that really involves the audience and you guys and uh, you've kind of always been amazing <laughs> sorry I'm starting to I feel like I'm like trying to talk to a pretty girl or something I'm like yeah you guys are just so cool and everything Oh boy, it's a it's a difficult time to be alive. I think everybody's losing their minds. Uh, I saw an ad earlier on TV that kind of blew my mind because they're opening up casinos. Smart, get the economy going. Okay, I see where this is going. I know how we beat COVID with a high stakes Ocean's Eleven type heist. Uh, <laughs> and the ads now, I guess every ad has to be about COVID in some way. It's like you can't not mention it. And they really are trying this with casinos. 
So it's already like morally reprehensible, but they're doing stuff like here at uh, <laughs> Morunga Casino. We're not gambling with your life. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so cool. That's so quaint. The, the gall of a casino to act like they give the fucking slightest shit about you. Yo, we just want to steal grandma's pension. I don't want her to die. I just want her to be addicted to the slot machines. We're not trying to have anybody uh, die here and be like a lawsuit. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. Be on the lookout for ads that um, are just making you guys laugh. If there's anything like that where you feel like there's kind of a false sincerity, uh, y'all ever see some false sincerity out there with advertising and corporate false sincerity? Why don't you write me an example that made you laugh? I'd like to hear about it. You can send it in to y'all ever email at gmail.com. Uh, speaking of which, I want to read uh, an email from one of you guys. Uh, this episode, uh, it's not just me talking. I will be uh, talking majority of the time with my friend Christian DeGay, and I'll introduce him in a second. But uh, right now, I just want to read an email, I guess. You guys, feel free to write these to y'all ever email at gmail.com. Uh, the subject line for this one is, y'all ever confirm your gender during quarantine? Uh, ding, 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 yeah, no, uh, but <laughs> what a great, what a great subject line. <laughs> I'm going to say the bar has been somewhat raised with that. Uh, gauntlet has been thrown down. Uh, and goes, hi guys. I'm a big fan of the show. Suicide Buddies was an amazing help through some tough times and y'all ever has become a front of hilarity in this darkest timeline <laughs> you are welcome to read this on the pod if you like but if you do please don't say my name you got it i'm an amab queer person that identifies as non-binary and gender fluid this is the very first time i have ever said that to anyone for my entire life i've been living as a cisgendered man eternally hating myself feeling like a stranger in my body and worst of all not understanding why Wow, dang. Oh man, my heart goes out. That's um I, I, I'm a, I'm amazed that you were able to kind of uh phrase it so succinctly there, but um that's very tough. Yeah. I mean I just want to go on. I always assumed this was uh just what being cis felt like. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> if I can interrupt, yeah, you know, you are in some notes. And that my anxiety, depression tag team would just never let me be happy with my body or myself. That changed about a year ago when I made two non-binary friends, learned what it meant to be non-binary, and after a bunch of research, quickly, very quickly, uh, that was me too. Wow. Dang. Man, all you need is some nice brunches with some non-binaries, get a couple good convos going, and suddenly you realize, you know what? <laughs> I'm tired of this shit and I'm not gonna take it you know it's kind of healthy you also feel this fucking way um for context I was raised in a very catholic household all my life hey again to interrupt me too 
and even homeschooled for six years. Fuck. Are you sure you're not Jesus? I would, if I was homeschooled for six years, I think I'd, I'd do some Waco shit. <laughs> I think if, if my religious upbringing had gone even one degree more, I'd be, this, this podcast would be a cult. Let's just be honest, okay? <laughs> my upbringing was very sheltered, and I would probably be insufferably ignorant if not for the hardcore scene and some very patient, loving friends. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm going to assume by hardcore you mean punk, but I mean, <laughs> be crazy if that was porn. <laughs> anyway, since I'm stuck home in quarantine for the first time ever, I'm being, I've been allowing myself to live in my skin as the, non, as the non-binary gender fluid person I've always been. It's mostly in the way I look at and refer to myself around the house, but just affirming my identity in these small ways to help myself. Sorry, I just want to make sure I get this right. But just affirming my identity in these small ways has helped my self-hatred, which I now know to be rooted in gender dysphoria, to slide off me like a snake shedding an old skin. Wow. (laughs) Going into like Buddhist metaphors here. (laughs) It's an amazing feeling, one that is motivating me to move towards living as my true self inside and out once this madness is over. Wow, good for you. Thanks so much for listening. I'm grateful for the show and for you two beautiful people. Also, if you use Google Earth to zoom in on the White House, you'll see the 5G coronavirus seeping from Barack Obama's spread butt cheeks. (laughs) What a sentence to type. Hey, all right, folks. uh, They're bringing up a pretty good point here. You're going to want to go on uh, YouTube. uh, You're going to want to check out a CIA helicopter um, Obama lizard conspiracy. And uh, you're going to want to take a look at... uh, Photos of the president that I had doctored on Photoshop of uh, Barack Obama spreading his big old butt cheeks and giving this this lovely individual a shout out <laughs> from, straight from Barack Obama's spread butt cheeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, man, this is awesome because um, I've asked multiple times for um you guys to write in any um self-growth that you're feeling you're able to do during this um this crazy time and this is just so positive and so affirming um you're doing all the right steps it feels like you have a wonderful sense of self and i really hope that you know you can i don't know work with your anxiety and depression and just know what it is and don't let it drag you down and keep this um, this upward movement in your life going. Uh, you're awesome. Thank you so much for writing in. Guys, feel free to write in these uh, to y'all ever email at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to jump into this interview with my old friend Christian DeGay. Uh, he was one of the first people to really sincerely help me out in L.A. Uh, we met at the Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, one of the first rooms I ever started doing shows out here. He was instantly above everyone else. We thought he'd been doing comedy for like a couple years. He was just so like good immediately. He's such a talented individual. He was uh, the person who helped me get a job at MTV, um, where I luckily was able to work for many years and sustain myself, you know? So I learned a lot about TV and life through him. We were also just very close for a very long time when we were both single. (laughs) 
a lot of depression back and forth and long conversations. And he's just been like a treasured friend. So I hope you guys really enjoy this conversation with him. Uh, I played him a clip that I found on Twitter a little bit uh, before I met with him and I wanted him to see it. And it's basically, I'm going to drop it in, but it's of a, it's of like a late teenager um, crying, doing a selfie record. And he's just talking about how <laughs> he's going to get back into gaming despite this really funny obstacle in his life. Uh, but uh, I'll just drop that in. And you guys enjoy this interview with Christian DeGay. Yo, what's up, guys? Yo, like, I just want to say, I'm back in the 2K community. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can barely talk right now. Bro, I just got my heart broken and shit. But, yeah, like, I'm back in the community, y'all. And I'm about to go crazy. But, yeah, don't mind the crying, though. Like, I just got my heart broken by a girl. And this shit is not okay, you feel me? But, um, yeah, I just want to say, I'm back streaming. I'm back doing all that. YouTubers, you guys can hit me up in my DMs, all that, you know what I'm saying? About to be going crazy. Uh, I'm, I might make a clan too, I don't know. But yeah, y'all, like, I'm back. We better go hard, bro. I'm telling y'all right now. Bro, I'm coming back. I'm going to go so hard. <laughs> That's also like a phrase I just don't know why people are so into. Oh, she's going to regret she ever broke up with me. I'm going to go so hard. I'm going to go so hard. What does that mean? <laughs> You're gonna stream? I'm gonna video game so hard, dude. I like it when somebody can't take the time to even process their emotions. And they feel like they have to be back. Like, their community is, like, just demanding that they be back right away. Like, Well, it's... it's like, obviously, he was, like, making a spectacle out of, like, his crying. He, he could have finished crying and then made the video and said, you guys, I can't wait to come back and game. But instead, it was like... <laughs> I'm gonna go so hard. Nobody believes that I'm gonna work through this to get back to gaming. <laughs> Nobody believes that I'm gonna take this relationship falling apart and turn it into a positive, like <laughs> masturbating and gaming. He's like crying. He's like, dude, I'm gonna be masturbating so hard. Dude, I just, for real, my heart just got broken, but my dick's not broken. But and you I'm know gonna... he's not gonna be able to get back into gaming. He's not. <laughs> what a weird thing to That guy is gonna people. be calling that girl for the next month. Just take a break. That's the thing. I love it. People who don't know about their own mental health. I the I the only time I've ever been that upset. Well, I've been upset over girls so many times, but I've never the only time I ever cried, I think was when I got divorced. Really? The yeah. only time. I think I don't think I remember. That's actually kind of impressive. You date a lot of winners. No, I They were I, all they were all uh, great, Christian. But the thing is, I was like kind of a a wimp like I really mm. was like into girls and like got my heart broken all the time and was depressed all the time but I don't think I ever got I was never crying I was just I think I guess I was just using it as an excuse to be miserable <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true no I mean you definitely have talked openly with me about you know depression or like that you have it you go see a therapist and yeah I've I don't been know seeing the same you, therapist for like mm -hmm. five years no. Yeah. And I think you have the general depression like uh, that a lot of people have. Um, but that's interesting that it didn't come out through like 
you know, relationships or anything like that. Sorry, guys, we're, we're recording outside. There was a dog barking. So. Well, I, I think, like, if I think about my growing up, most of my memories are of being upset about a girl. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, like, I, oh, I, I relate to that, the, the misery of that kid, but I just can't believe he was so open about it. I just did it. I was miserable, alone, and quiet, and didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't tell my parents about it. But I was depressed a lot. <laughs> I think that I got really uh, in, attached to, um, and it had nothing to do with them. It obviously had to, something to do with me. I got really attached. I'd get really attached to someone. Mm -hmm. And um, I've noticed that. Maybe we would, uh, you know, date for a while, and then she get sick of me, and then my heart would be broken. Yeah. But then. <clears throat> but it would never, like, I mean get you down to where you never thought you could come back or I mean I mean no. when you say you didn't cry I mean it's not like crying no, is the I end all be all of at the know? ceiling <laughs> in a lot of ways it's like harsher you know what yeah. I mean if you have more of a like existential can't even feel well, what was it like when it? you were in high school did you have a girlfriend um towards the tail end I never towards had a girlfriend the very end and uh, I was miserable all the time I because of know. her or before you had a girlfriend? Before her. Oh yeah, I was I've been I've been straight up miserable since about 10. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, 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 I can definitely relate to that. You know that. what I'm saying? I'm, a, I'm hardcore miserable, dude. <laughs> I go back to the old school. 10 years old. Is that I where realized it started? It was all bullshit. Yeah, just getting angry and mad at the world and just being like, oh, I hate this. So and who like, were you mad at? Were you mad at something specific or were you just It's just the world, honestly. So, but you you knew you were mad at the world. You mm. weren't just like unhappy and didn't know. Like I was unhappy, and I didn't really even know that was something that people weren't. I just thought you. Yeah, it's weird. I thought that that was just the way it was. Like I don't know, maybe I thought I was broken or something. But I didn't. There was no specificity to the misery, and then later it became like I was saying, attachments to yeah. relationships. You're a pretty deep guy. I mean, you definitely like. Uh, have a strong emotional connection to the world. <laughs> like, I feel like you could have easily been, like, um, writing poetry or writing music during this whole time and writing, like, <laughs> writing <laughs> Poetry. Lyrics. I could have made even less money. <laughs> <laughs> writing music. I mean, you definitely have, like, a background in music. And um, Yeah, I mean, I wanted like to be a musician. To I wanted to. Emotions. But, and then I... But I, when I went to music school, I was... Definitely. I think I'm a lot less depressed now than I was back in my late teens and early 20s. Like, I, I went to music school and I was uh, just a mess. <laughs> I didn't think I belonged there and I and I didn't think like I was you, good enough. You really almost never... I just got stoned all the time. That's all I did. Yeah. Like, it took a long time for you to figure out your mental health. When did you start going to therapy in your life? In my 30s, but it never really mm. started help. It never helped. Uh, my the only therapist I've ever found that really helped me uh, was the guy I'm seeing right now. Really? Yeah. He's great. He's the only person that ever actually gave me advice in therapy. Hmm. My therapy was always just talking to somebody and them listening, and then I just remember walking down a lot of hallways to the elevator. <laughs> thinking why am i doing this <laughs> but my favorite is people oftentimes like uh talk about their therapist where they're like he's the best he tells me to shut up uh he tells me how <laughs> stupid i'm being in my life it's like they always seem to like really gravitate towards uh 
like almost abusive. A bad father. A therapist is like, you know, he tells me I'm I'm fucking up my life really hard. And I'm like, it doesn't I, I seem like, like that, that seems like a really you, you, so you funny. do you like that? I think that'd be bad therapy. <sighs> I don't think I want to do. I think you need to. I don't know. For me, maybe I just need to go for like a little while. Yeah. I don't know if I can do the, um, you know, like indefinite going to therapy. Which is kind of stupid of me even to say because I'm, as of right now, going to no therapy. You really should check my therapist out. He's really great. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like a bunch of my friends. You're willing to share? Yeah. You you want to DP this therapist? You know every person (laughs) that sees him, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) That happens all the time out here. That's usually how you get a good referral. Yeah. Is someone's like, um, you know, (laughs) you, you need to see my person because they're the reason I didn't kill myself. Yeah. And, you know. That's I've never been suicidal. Referral. I never, um, yeah. No. You've been through the ringer, though. I mean, like, emotionally, I'd say it's a hard thing to deal with divorce. I went through a really a bad divorce, that's true. It was messy, yeah. Yeah, it was it was messy, but um, we have a good relationship now, mm-hmm. but it was terrible. And I was like that kid in that video when that happened. <laughs> I was actually, and a friend of a you mutual friend of ours. You didn't know when you get back to streaming. Um, what's that? You didn't know when you get back to streaming. You didn't know when your streaming I mean, life could continue. Finally, I knew when I was going to go. Bro, hard. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm going to do it so hard. What did he say? What What is it? Why two? NBA two K. He's talking about a specific game. Yeah, he's talking about. I think he's talking about playing uh, NBA like games. Wow. Which is cool. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> Wow! I love that it's like uh, anyway. That was that's insane to take a selfie during your lowest point and be like, "What's up, fam?" I just want to say, but it's like a different generation. Maybe maybe that's what kids are like now. Maybe they're just like so open about their. I've been thinking feelings. a lot about how um, there's all these videos of like uh, something really tragic, like a kid crying, mm-hmm. they've been bullied. But then, like, the parents recording them, and that's how the video oh, gets man. distributed. And yeah, I'm like, that's the worst. I'm like, that kid's like six. He has no fucking idea. It's, you're like, kind of maybe ruining their lives by putting them on blast, yeah. right? Like, yeah, just, you shouldn't have a kid. What the sh- Yeah, your kid should <laughs> be mean, taken put from you. Put the phone down and parent them? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, make them feel better. I don't know. I'm not saying it's like, yeah. Anyway, it's weird. I that's don't know how to deal with that. All I think every time I see one of those videos is like, you thought to take your phone out. And you thought this is a good this is a good time to get the Kickstarter for Justin, my kid. Justin, you want more ice cream? <laughs> Justin, do you want more ice cream? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, one kid Listen, at the school. Listen, this is how he says ice cream when he's miserable. <laughs> one kid at the school said that he had a rat face, so I'm putting him on blast. Oh yeah. And say, Everyone says my kid's got a rap face, so now there's a Kickstarter to tell oh my, my kid God. he doesn't have a rap face. Have you seen the one with the, the, the Australian one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I feel problems. like that might have been a little different because... There was uh, some suspicion that that was actually a scam, but I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It'd be the greatest acting of all time. That's what I said. Other than Brad Pitt also, in that like, movie with uh, also, Colin, <laughs> Colin Farrell. Also, it is like a person who is clearly, um, you know, very much a little person. And like, even if they are conning you, it's like, they're probably in like grave health <laughs> situation. Like, even if there's like... If a, that was fake. Like, you know what I mean? There's no real fakery going on other than maybe they were like, his age, we don't know is if his age is what he says. And that was so that was so lame, man. Can you imagine? Well, it's funny because I mean it's not funny, but like 
obviously that kid was getting so horribly abused, and then they put, then they like had this plea for help. People were like, your fucking plea is bullshit. <laughs> You're making it all up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mob so justice win. <laughs> we'll fi we'll figure it all out. Let God sort them out. Just yeah. Kill every. <laughs> just blow them all away. Well, um. Shit, dude. I mean, what are you doing for your um, mental health to stay so positive, I guess? Like, you've never gone down that road mentally, but I know you have kind of a a, a, a level of depression, you know, possibly. Yeah. I've gotten better in the last few years. I started reading um, self-help books constantly. Oh, dude, um, great. And Do you have any recommendations, actually? Yeah, but they're they're, pretty, they're all pretty corny, so I feel go off. So go I, off. I uh, actually I love almost any self help book. Like it, I feel like you can take a little bit from it. I used to make the mistake of buying one and go, okay, you got to read this, mm. and this is the answer, and mm -hmm. then you get you do all the worksheets in this, and then you're good. It's like a book report. Yeah, and then later mm. I realized, no, oh, you just can just listen to these on audiobooks, and <laughs> maybe you'll take something from it, and maybe you won't. A lot but of I listen to that. Uh, that. There's uh, the Unfuck yourself. <laughs> Have you seen that one? <laughs> and he's like, he's, I don't think you really read it, dude. And because I've seen your life. <laughs> and he's Scottish. Really? Yeah. And he's like, oh, Has he got to unfuck yourself? Go, fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't know Take if that's Scottish. Take your cock out of your yeah. own ass. He's funny. He's funny. I mean, he's not funny. He tries to be funny, but he's, <laughs> uh, but he's, he's uh, entertaining, <laughs> and good. he's got some interesting things to say. A lot of it's about how you're not your thoughts, mm -hmm. and that was kind of a really cool uh, idea because. I spent most of my life thinking that I was, you know, thinking that, oh, because I, because I think this about myself or I feel like crap, then I am crap, you know, oh, and uh, it's, it's helped a lot. Um, Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert. I mean, I wish. Is this a magic book? Is this I know up that, close magic? This is what I was learning. afraid of. Telling like, you what the books myself. were. <laughs> well, I feel like people could learn up close magic, and that could help them through depression. <laughs> I should never have said my Sorry. books. Oh, okay, big magic. It does actually. It's a uh, where kind the of a sidewalk title. ends. Have you read that? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a rainbow. Have mm -hmm. you read that one? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it must be a hard feel for those people because it's nothing but sincerity. And all we live is is in sarcasm and fart jokes and insincerity. Yeah. So it's it's hard to be like. But uh, uh, big magic. Uh, uh, what's uh, what's the appeal on that book? I don't even remember. It was just a great <laughs> book. I I, I listen to one like every two weeks. I just you're like, kidding. No, I just listen to it when I'm doing the dishes you're or something. Addicted to self help. I don't know if I'm addicted to them, but I but no, they just get me in a good them. mood. Like if I feel like <laughs> crap, I just listen to one, and I don't even have to do anything in the book. I just listen to it and go, and and, and you realize there's a way out of this feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that's helped is learning not to. One of the things I always did was I. If I had a bad feeling or I felt like a piece of shit, I thought I shouldn't think that. And because I can't stop thinking that, I must be. And I think I've learned in therapy and reading a bunch of books that uh, you can just have those thoughts and just let them go right through you. Wow. You don't have to just, you don't have to sit there and simmer in it. 
yeah. and, and work it out, you can go, oh, yeah, so uh, there's this one piece of me that uh, <laughs> is in the back seat and, and yeah. is just going, yeah, you're a piece of shit, you're driving off the road. And you go, okay, that's cool, but you're not driving the car. Yeah. Um, I'm the adult, and so I can let the little kid that still is being bullied and feels like shit be in the back seat as long mm-hmm. as they don't drive the car, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really interesting analogy of letting kids drive that is belaboring It's not my analogy. I, I think it's, like, in, it's the only thing I remember I feel, from Big Magic was like, like, you. This you. <laughs> But that's incredibly healthy, actually. Big magic. To just kind of realize that the story you're telling yourself isn't necessarily the truth. But, I mean, you know what's funny is I have the problem that I'm like, well, how do I just stop ever having that thought? Yeah, and I don't think, I think that that's, that's why I was saying that I I don't feel like your friends who are going to that therapy are going to see a good therapist because I think it's the it's the idea of you should or shouldn't be thinking or feeling something that gets you into the trap. And so mm. if someone in therapy mm. is going, I do you're ruining guilt. your life. It's like, okay, well, this is I I was I felt like that before I came. <laughs> I, that's why oh, I man. came. Like uh, you're right. Some people actually need the exact reverse. I just don't think that you should be uh, doing that to yourself. Like, I will say the people who seem to really enjoy that kind of therapy where they're being called on their bullshit tend to be very narcissistic. And it's almost like... Oh, so they sort of go into therapy, you're saying, and they're like... They lay a bunch of bullshit on their. I don't think they think therapist. they're the problem in their own lives, but they acknowledge yeah. that they're very depressed. But then they're like, you know, you're yeah. right. Damn, I've never been called on my own shit. You know, it's like that. <laughs> that it's like, what trope. about Bob? It's like, what about Bob? <laughs> Doctor Marvin, I think you can help me. <laughs> Bob, I think of the the That's sitcom movie, trope where it's like. Uh, you know, no one talks to me like that. You're hired. <laughs> you know, that dumb shit. <laughs> Sir, no one has ever told me to suck my own dick. Do you want to fuck my wife? <laughs> yeah. You know, King of Queens or whatever. <laughs> Typical sitcom. That was the pilot humor. episode of King of Queens, wasn't <laughs> Typical it? Typical sitcom humor. <laughs> so, uh, how has your health... Yeah, how's, how's your health <laughs> Yeah, sorry. So, how have you been with the whole, you know, corona pandemic? With your mental? I mean, have you been just... Did you take a pause from therapy for a while? or No, I, I kept uh, doing it over the phone like a zoom yeah yeah do you think that removes anything uh my therapist does but i don't i I think that (laughs) i mean i I think maybe at first it was weird but now it's fine i think that you just adjust to it christian i can't feel you anymore yeah christian i can't call you on your shit (laughs) when i can't feel you i need you close to me the weird therapist i I want to lay down with a therapist you want to lay down with a therapist? Yeah, like cuddle. Nothing sexual. Just a <laughs> really good cuddle. <laughs> An asexual well, cuddle. What is it? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you want to see a therapist for? Oh, no reason. No, that. Anyway, guys, this has been a fun podcast. 
<laughs> sure, no, I'm no. asking the questions. I went for a while, and then I feel like I don't want to go just yet, but I'm working my way up. Mm-hmm. I mean, coronavirus kind of puts an extra... You yeah, know, and then if you went to someone new, I, you wouldn't even see yeah, them. Although like he is seeing people in somebody. person. I don't think he should be, but he is seeing people in person in his office. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. No condom? Straight up. <laughs> he's, he's wrapped in a giant condom. <laughs> hmm. Do you take any, uh, like, medication? Yes. Really? It's helped a lot. I take Vibrid. What's that? Um, it's an anti... Uh, what do you call them? It's anti you. <laughs> it makes you someone better. It does a better you. Wait, wait, wait. Go in because actually people really love it when we talk about what medication. I tried a lot though. I, I tried a lot of medications please. and I and I uh, never rea- I never really responded. It never made a difference. Would really. you initially kind of try? I or tried Zoloft. The- oh really? And I tried it for about a year. And maybe it helped. I'll never really know. I didn't really notice. I still wasn't very happy, mm. and it, I still got divorced during that time. <laughs> Damn it, Zoloft! So, <laughs> you dropped the ball, Zoloft! You're just yelling at the pills. But I tried a bunch of stuff, <laughs> and um, finally I decided I was really going to try one more time and tried this Vibrant, and it really helped. That was after Zoloft? Or were, there Long. was a, bu- a I, I did Zoloft in my stuff. 30s. Oh. Now I'm in my 35s. <laughs> Good, nice, nice. <laughs> and it makes it pairs well. You can uh, you can booze it up. You can smoke. It pairs you, well you with the red. You can smoke weed. You, you can, can um, smoke the vibrid. You can uh, uh, have I don't steak. Like pot. Yeah, you could, but I don't. Um, pot has never made me. Has never been an antidepressant for me. I hmm. smoked a lot in college, and it was fun then but now it just makes me paranoid am i doing something on the mic again yeah sorry no i'm sorry (laughs) i I gotta stop touching my hands no it's more me i i'm just gonna turn this down for five seconds that way it's just not like in my ear i think it's because i'm wearing the headphones it's like you hear everything i hear everything well that's gonna be important um no i actually really enjoyed this so wait if you remember any other medications you were on um what what were other medications you had tried? Well, Butrin. Oh. I tried uh, some ADD medications to see if those was something called Vivance, hmm. which was like cocaine. Oh I took it and I was like, this is great. And then like <laughs> after six hours, I was like, I got to not be like this. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't come down. How long would you give like a trial of uh, medication? Any specific amount of time where you're like... Well, a lot of them made me really jumpy, and so I didn't give them very long. I usually tried like a week or two, yeah. and I had one psychiatrist that really struggled with what to give me. He gave me so many different things, <laughs> and he go, "All right, no use. Let's let's scrap that. Let's try this." I can't remember hmm. all of them, but I tried at least five different things. And it's actually kind of incredible because I have a real hard time taking even one, like changing my life, where I'm like. I'm go- I'm gonna allow my brain chemistry to be changed by someone else who's recommending this. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of trust, you know, especially when you're doing creative stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've been given medication that was speed, basically. Yeah, and I had like a totally bad reaction to it. What happened? <clears throat> I 
went on like Paxil CR one time and like my body Paxil. froze up basically. It froze up? Yeah, it's like I couldn't shit or piss or sleep or like my teeth were like grinding and I was like almost Jesus. hallucinating. Yeah, it was like really weird. I would, that would turn me off from trying antidepressants. So that you was, take that one was now? A big, that took a while to, yeah. You take one now? No, nothing now. So you did that, and then you're like, all right, I think I'm I've... probably the worst person to be a mental health like advocate because as of right now, I don't go to therapy and I don't take any medication. Mm -hmm. And I still well, have the same depression I've I think probably you, always had. You can be a mental health advocate and not take medication, <laughs> but you should go to therapy probably. Mm. If you think you need to, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't go to therapy. Maybe it's better for you not to go to therapy. I, don't I just want saying, somebody who's going to call me on my bullshit. <laughs> I want somebody who's going to like step on my nuts, kick me in the face, and say, "Hey, stop yelling at your wife so much." <laughs> you know, like the police. <laughs> I need the police to come in. I love the mellow police. Stop yelling at your wife so much. Listen, listen. You got problems. We got a phone call that there's gunshots in here. <laughs> stop shooting guns. <laughs> How many times we got to tell you stop shooting your wife? <laughs> I feel like you know how to balance out fun in your life and, you know, keep your mental health going pretty good. What do you do for fun? Just to have, like, a good time and give yourself a break. Uh... I think I just do nothing. I, I really like doing nothing. I think that you should be allowed to do nothing. Like just um, yeah, watching TV or just staring at the ceiling. You're really going into the staring at the ceiling. I Sorry. I, I do. don't have a lot of references. It's <laughs> like your, the podcast your mind, your I'm brain not. shrinks. So you have no references. I'm going to call you on your bullshit. <laughs> if you're not high and you're staring at the ceiling... I can't I do. not think of apocalypse so now. So let me just ask you this. So you don't find yourself in a room just staring at the wall sometime? Just thinking? <sighs> I not used sad. to do the staring off into space thing a lot more. Okay. And I kind of miss it because I used to do it a lot. But now it happens, but I'll be like in the shower, you know, mm -hmm. water's really hot. And I kind of, I have a, the ability to kind of do, you know, your brain does ASMR. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. And so it's like in the shower, if the water's running really hot. Mm -hmm. And it's on a specific part of my brain. It's like my eyes almost go like cross-eyed and it's like... Feels great. Yeah, it's like, you're, it's like your brain is coming. So... It's insane. This is interesting. So it's a sound or a sensation? It's a sensation. And it's usually brought on with the help so, of sound and sensation. And then it makes your spine kind of tingle. Shit, the cops are coming. I, this the sucks, cops dude. I knew in the it. jalopy the cops, plane. The cops got a biplane. <laughs> just stop hey, this. Here comes the cop crop duster. <laughs> the Red Baron's coming to <laughs> shut me up. Stop shooting your wife. <laughs> Snoopy. Stop shooting your wife. So, I'm your therapist. You said ASMR. So mm -hmm. do you... If someone's chewing, okay. does that drive you crazy? Kind of. I do have a little... I mean, I don't... So you're sound sensitive. It. You, I, I, it drives me crazy. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with anything. It's like some weird... I feel like it's some genetic thing. That's absolutely true. And it just hits something in your it's brain. It's like primal. Mm -hmm. But then there's other sounds, like the one you're describing, that are so comforting. And mm. like you know like the sound of um, like white noise? Yeah, yeah. Does that you like that sound? 
I used to hate it and now I love it. Now I can fall asleep to it. And do you know, like it sounds kind of like, you know how if you rub, you know how if you rub your hair? Okay. It sounds like white noise. Yeah, that's a really good example of what it kind of actually sounds like when you're in the shower. So I wonder if that is some like infantile sense memory Hmm. of your hair being rubbed or something. Oh, wow. (laughs) Bam. You can cut this out. You're so smart. Yeah, I've got to cut this out, man. Your kids are not going to be in your custody anymore. This is insane. Your Honor, he said rub your head. I can't believe you would admit to this (laughs) on record. No, it's been the weirdest thing because I'm so glad, like, people started talking about it. Like, it's a... I didn't know what it was. And when I was growing up and just throughout my life, I'd be like, with, like, a girlfriend, be like, does this happen to you? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? And they were like, no. Like You're talking about a chewing thing? No, just, like, feeling, like, the ASMR sensation up your spine. Like, something that's just, like... Where does the shower hit? Yeah, like the back of your neck, really. Just your head, you know, back of your neck. You know, my asshole. It's mostly doing a kind of a repeating <laughs> when I spray my head, on, my, I my on my asshole. I spray it on my asshole. And you know, it's my like clit my brain is out of my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, my clit. It's, it's mostly hitting my clit. <laughs> That's the best is doctors used to just uh, jack you off. You know, if you're a woman... And you had mental problems? They just make <laughs> they you, used it as an opportunity to molest you. They was well, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not good. <laughs> I'll tell you what you need. Well, what do you? What's what's preferable? A bunch of opinions. <laughs> a bunch of opinions on how to so run my So what did you mean, better. though? What did you mean? The the doctors would what would they do? Oh, uh, like uh, when women were diagnosed with hysteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, which used to be an actual medical diagnosis. Did that mean that you had anxiety? What did, what? Yeah, it was basically like you were like, she's being kind of a bitch. Like that was like okay. literally so like someone's driving medical her crazy. jargon yeah. for like my wife's being really insufferable. <laughs> and like, and then the doctor—that's how they invented vibrators. They would just like jack off wives. You mean they would do it? They would give them the vibrator, or they would no, use the, doctors the vibrator? Doctors would do it. Doctors would do it. There was no, there was no home kit. Where? <laughs> this is for real, <laughs> Doctor. Are you sure I can't just bring this home? No, we only have one. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, he's like, it's like uh, you got to be a doctor to get one of these things. Can you imagine like the Lorenzo's oil version, where you know, where it's a, it's a movie about a doctor who's just beleaguered by this, but he's like, if only we had more vibrators, I could save these women. They're dying. Damn it, Daniel! They're dying! You need a license to make a vibrator. These women aren't coming and they're dying. I can save lives. With these hands, I can jack off armies. (laughs) He keeps calling using a vibrator jacking off. (laughs) I can't stop. I can't stop. I think it's hysterical. Uh, um, You never heard about that, though? No. Really? Interesting. So doctors would be like, all right, well. <laughs> She's got a it case of... It was obviously of, uh... like, it's less molestation. That is yes. absolutely yeah. s- sexual science assault. science was a form of murder up until <laughs> about the 70s. When Scientology I mean... was invented. Cut that out. <laughs> 
There they are, dude. They sent the plane. <laughs> God, they're fast. <sighs> um, what else is going on? Anything in the news you think is funny? <laughs> no, I stopped doing any social media, and I don't look at the news anymore. Really? Yeah. That's why you don't know women get jacked off. Oh, is that recent? <laughs> that just came out. That was on HuffPo. Is that, that's what they call it now? It's a HuffPo article. Yeah, totally out. I mean, um, I kind of am envious. How do you do it? I. It's not. It's not easy um, at first, and then it's really easy. I, mar, part of it is that. Mart of it. Mart of it is that I. Uh, I started working on that podcast. So, it, I think just finding something that is a project that isn't looking at your phone. Yeah. I oh just realized God. everything that is Trump related is controlling my head. Yeah. And if I don't read any of the stuff, it it's not important. Like what he's saying isn't important. Obviously the election is important. The Getting rid of him is important. Is just but knowing important. the things that he's saying mm -mm. And it's just to upset you, you. Everything is done to upset you. I also it's really all war. It's like war. It's like mental war. I question the mentality of people who also are like, do they really think someone, you know, today is going to be like, oh my god, I just realized Donald Trump's a racist. Like, whoa, what? You know what? The facts are finally in. It's just yeah. like you know, whoever is a holdout at this point, I don't think we have to worry about at all. But you yeah. make a really good point about just taking your time and investing it in just being creative. You've been, um, guys, for reference, uh, Christian's been showing me his podcast that he's been making that uh, I'm going to be a part of, Georgia's going to be a part of. There's lots of guest voices coming in, and it's like one of the most creative things I've ever seen. Oh, thanks, dude. I mean, it's like it's a one-person army of just, like, voices and storylines. It feels like you wrote two seasons of a show, basically. Dude, thank you. For a podcast. <laughs> I do only have two episodes and it took two months. It took a month for each episode. When it's out, tell me because I will definitely be promoting it on here. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I I wanna I'm starting to wonder how many I have to get finished before I release them because I'm afraid mm -hmm. if I do it, I don't know how long it takes to make an episode. Yeah, I think when we talked at one point I uh, was just like my dumb, you know, advice was like, just really figure out what your schedule is going to be like with this because mm -hmm. it's going to be all of your time eventually. I'm going to make $100 a month, but it's going to be the <laughs> only thing I do. Yeah, well, I mean, it's awesome. And I think um, it only has room to just grow and like, I can't wait to see it when it's out, man. Thanks, dude. I think there's like a lot of... Uh, Sometimes, like, you've written all this music for it, and I just keep thinking, like, what if you made music videos for some of the music you've made for... I would love to do that. Uh, you know? Yeah. Man, we've got to get some friends together and just start shooting some stuff. I know. Oh, wait, there's a plague. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, just tweeting, like, about, you know, corona, or I didn't realize I'd get response on this, but, like, I was just kind of blown away by the whole mask thing. Like, uh, people defiantly not wearing a mask. And right. I was just like, during the plague, were people like, there's no plague, and they just putting rats in their mouths. Just like, fuck you! I fuck heard you! <laughs> and <just> eating rats. <laughs> yeah, suck my dick, bitch! And I eat the plague. The plague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then people re really responded, and they were like, yes, 
Actually, this yeah. happens multiple times in yeah. history. Pretty much every time there's a plague, people lose their fucking minds. They well, one side believes that it's thing. happening, and the other side refuses to believe it's happening, right? They, that, this happened during the Spanish flu, I heard. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like also typically throughout history, people have just been misinformed. So even when they thought they were on the right side, they were like, I guess during the plague, they started killing cats at one point. Well, <laughs> it was like that does work yeah. for coronavirus. <laughs> it's like, it's like I don't know. You know, people just kind of lose their minds. You go to kill a cat. He's gonna die. There's no cats to kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Poor cats. Mm -hmm. Really, <laughs> I think that's what the musical is about. <laughs> <laughs> what musical cat? Yeah, that's funny. You know what musical? Jersey Boys. Uh... <laughs> I never get I, so many jokes go over my head about Jersey Boys. Yeah, anything that's referencing uh, Jersey Boys, they always go over my head. No, no jokes like sarcasm. I'm a really like pretty sarcastic person, and, and I don't pick up on other people's sarcasm. I'd also say I'm pretty bad at sarcasm. It's uh, one of my. Why do I keep doing I, that I to the microphone? I don't know why. It's like <laughs> it's I have the one to thing ruin that creates the sound. Any sound. <laughs> I keep twisting my finger around the cord. You cannot stop. <laughs> God. Uh, wait, sorry. <laughs> About sarcasm? I just feel like it's actually... What is that to me? <laughs> no, oh, don't okay. do that. Don't. I was going to say sarcasm is the lowest form of humor. I think hitting the microphone with your penis or your hand on stage is the lowest form. Yeah. Humping, humping the stool... Lowest what's form the thing of where you go like and you hit your forehead on it? You drop your yeah. You, you say something and then you drop your head and yeah. You, yeah, I've done that. I've done it all, baby. I have no shame. I know. <laughs> I know someone who one of their jokes had him going. Is this thing on? <laughs> Tapping the microphone. That's a classic. Is this on? Is it? That's good. It's good to test the audience. It wasn't done ironically. <laughs> That's sincere. I think is about it all on? the time. You're kidding. I think about this joke all the time. They go, e I won't go into it. It's actually a very funny person who does it, but they have this one joke. And they go, is this on? Did you hear what I said? <laughs> Yikes. And it's complete sincerity? It's just, Makes I think it was a joke maybe that he wrote early on and then he just kept doing it the same way <laughs> god i'm glad comedy's taking a pause it's it's so cleansing it's over this is you cleansing know what i was thinking fire. that the funniest era was the 80s of stand-up of just comedy that's a bull all right all right i'm on when board do you think it was that's a good point i guess i don't know because i haven't thought about it just yet but if i were to guess i would say whenever blazing saddles and like monty python's holy grail came out that's a pretty so good late 70s run. early 80s you say a good yeah, yeah late 70s early 80s for sure you know you're right i mean for sure i mean it's not like there aren't always funny people but maybe no, it's just because i grew up <laughs> during dude, the time i've been thinking about this a lot that like most things that really make me laugh these days are just not comedies and like uh I like I've been laughing a ton at um, Aguirre Wrath of God, the Werner Herzog film. 
What is that? He uh, made this really beautiful film. It's like about like conquistadors, you know, going through South America, trying to find like some lost city or something. It's very like moody and, and shit. But then there's the director's commentary on it. And it's just him explaining <laughs> abusing his crew. And it's like him very like wistfully, just like, oh yes, this all of the crew of native um, people, we couldn't pay them and there was no food. <laughs> and he's like he's just like talking over the footage where he's like, they did, we had to like kill that horse that I drew a gun on that guy. And it's like all of it's just it's so insane. And it's the funniest thing of I a director just talking about abusing his crew so that's been making me laugh i showed you that clip um shit like that you know unintentional um, is really making me laugh these days one of the funniest uh directors is david lynch like because <laughs> they're so terrifying in, in the same way it's mm, like the yeah. violence is also like really funny mm. it's so it's like the most terrifying i think it's the only He's the only director that makes things that are terrifying and hysterical at the same time. Yeah. And I think Weird, it's intentional. Disturbing, you know? But it's also really funny. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. I've definitely, like, have been creeped out to where I can't... I have to tap out with David Lynch. I've like never what? made it through Eraserhead. Watch it again. Dude, it's so <laughs> I, funny. I can't make it past 20 minutes. It's so funny. I've tried about five times. I'm really? just letting you so know. So what happens? Because you get bored? I get bored. Okay. It's very slow. Okay. I mean, it is. I've just I've tried. I, I I would like to get through it and be like, you know, what's the funniest movie? Eraserhead, and be like the coolest guy I at the party. I think it's like the, the greatest movie ever made. Maybe <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's not my favorite movie. That's amazing. I'm not saying it's my favorite movie. I'm just I saying I think it's the greatest saying, movie ever made. That's amazing. At it, least one of them. It is visually stunning. It's beautiful. It's so funny. Just it so, really it's is. so slow, and I kind of go like, I can't really tell. I mean, I know what the plot is, but you get me where I'm like, this Have you isn't... seen when he goes over to, to her house? Yes. And he's sitting at the table, and then Dad's like, So, what do you know? And they just sit there for like three minutes. Yeah, okay. Or they so go it... into the kitchen, and the grandma has the, she's got the salad tongs in the salad bowl. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, it's funny. But she doesn't move, and so she goes around her and moves her hands to toss the salad. At that point, I'm just like, I would rather be watching a snuff film. <laughs> I would rather watch a snuff film than watch. Like, what about? Because um, it's so disturbing intentionally. I know. Do you like? Did you like? Uh, there's something new coming out that's gonna be so good. By David Lynch? No. Um, the guy who did. Um, Midsummer and oh. Hereditary. Did you like those movies? Uh, I haven't seen either, actually. Those are like the two best movies made in like the last ten years. <laughs> You've got to see them. I'll probably watch them. They're not I, funny. It's funny. I'm a really They're not big, funny. I'm really big into horror, but I absolutely have to be in the mood. That those it's the, very these hard. movies are so disturbing. If you don't like disturbing movies, don't watch it. Well, I, I do actually really want to check them out. And you're right. They do. Ha they also I can tell they have that vibe of unnerving. And that's why I've taken maybe extra time. Oh my God, they're but so yeah, good. But yeah, I agree. Like some of my favorite films of like the last decade have been horror films. But the new one, this new one he's yeah. making is going to be a horror comedy. Oh yeah, and I bet it's going to be really good. Boner Police, Vampire, <laughs> Vampire's Boner. <laughs> Blah! I want to suck your dick. <laughs> it's it's gay Dracula. Blah! I want to suck your dick. He sucks you. <laughs> <laughs> gay boy. 
Like that porn hasn't been made so many times. They should make where Dracula sucks your blood with his dick. <laughs> his dick has two little fangs. Why are women always creeped out by these? Yeah, I would love that. Like a very serious director, he's brought in. He's like, I kind of want to do comedy horror this time. I'm like, oh my god, that's so fascinating. I mean, there's so many great examples of that. You know, Shaun of the Dead and you know, Evil Dead 2, and he's like, yeah, I want to do gay Dracula. <laughs> I want to do, I want to do farting mummy. It's a mummy <laughs> who can't stop farting, and of course, you know, all the toilet paper around him is all kind of brown, because he's, he's pooping. <laughs> hmm, okay. Hmm. This sounds good. That really would be a great uh, thing. Someone has had to have done that. Like, just some really hot director goes in with development executives and pitches the worst thing to watch them go, hmm, okay, interesting. I think that's we good. We like it. I think that's a good tactic. You feel like a lot of times in meetings and stuff, they already have to say no a certain amount of times. And if you can just get through that onslaught, then you can get to the real ideas. I've heard of people coming in with, like, a list of fake ideas that they just get out that's of the way. That's so funny. Yeah. Dude, the best was Gerard uh, Carmichael uh, would bring in um, Jamar Neighbors into uh, pitches <laughs> before he ever had a show. And he would just be like, here's my friend Jamar. He's just going to tell you some show ideas. You and know? so he would just He's pitch. like, I got a show idea. It's called Baby Shoes. And <laughs> you know, like he would just like come up with something on the spot and just say crazy shit. And then he'd look, you know, reasonable So he had comparison. an opener? When he came yeah. to pitch, <laughs> it's like it's like really. So I need you to do it fifteen minutes. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, you know. And then he'd be like, his pitch would be like, I just want to do a show about my family, my family, you know, just getting in like regular sitcom stuff. And then they go, okay. Oh my well, god! As long as it's not baby. Yeah, shoes. as long as it's not baby shoes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for joining me, dude. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Uh, Christian's here to tell you. Don't smoke weed. Don't go, smoke go weed. Go to therapy. It's not cool. Don't even think about suicide. But do acid <laughs> and mushrooms. <laughs> What's some advice you would maybe give, like, a younger version of yourself in dealing with their own mental health? Like, what's some advice maybe you wish you'd gotten uh, at a younger age, you know? D don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. D or don't be hard on yourself, you know? And the thing I was saying earlier about you're not defined by your thoughts, you know. Yeah, being, I think, I, I wish that I had been more willing to try things and even though I was scared, do it anyway. Hmm. And I, I did a lot of starting and stopping because I get scared. Hmm. Do you mean in career or with relationships? Oh, with career, like uh, just creative and like music. Yeah. I went to music school and I got freaked out and left. And then I came here to do stand up and I got freaked out and I went back to school. And then I went to film school and then I, you yeah. know, and so I did a lot of everything. And, and I. It's a lot of anxiety. I was, I was pretty good at stuff, but I never felt good enough and, and uh, always freaked out, you know. You are kind of exceptionally talented in the sense like everything you try you're generally pretty good at 
Thanks. I would say, in, in my personal knowledge of you and just our friendship and everything, like, you know what I'm saying? You just showed me a drawing for, you know, your podcast uh, <laughs> image there that you were doing yourself. I was like, you did this? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Everything's always kind of a surprise where it's like, I think you undersell yourself maybe, but um, maybe that's also very hard. The fact that you are adept at everything, so therefore there's the pressure, you know, you could devote more time to it and be like a master at it but all of that kind of keeps you from creating or starting the process mm -hmm. is if you just go well i'm not like perfect at this i'm not right. like the best at i it. also didn't have a very good work ethic oh yeah i didn't learn a very good work ethic i really didn't <laughs> like i didn't i should have had a job when i was in high school yeah uh, I should have uh, well, learned helpful. more about what it is to do something you don't like doing because i didn't i had a lot of terrible jobs but i in terms of doing creative things, the second something became difficult, mm. I think I was like, oh, I got to, if it's hard, then I'm not good at it. It should be really easy. I mean, by this know? logic, though, you'd be like a classical musician. You'd be a classical jazz musician. You wouldn't <laughs> maybe even live in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like, if you never gave up on your dreams, you'd be a taekwondo right. expert because you never right. gave oh, up. That would be great if so I was that. it's kind of healthy to have at least some self-awareness. Yeah. Like, yeah, if music I don't have any have regrets. made you happy, it's What's, perfectly fine to have moved, you know? Yeah. Just something that do, creative that does make you happy, you know? Yeah. And you just... It's, it's okay to not know, you know? You're right. That's good advice. That's better advice for you younger think? me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really just speaking out of my ass, dude. I don't know. But I think it is helpful to not chastise yourself always. And I think um, it's funny because I'm just like, how do I stop those thoughts entirely? But I think yours is way more healthy where you have those thoughts and you just know how to not let that define you. That's really what the my... The fact that I even have yeah. those thoughts start to then define me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really I do. I it. really, really know what you mean. And that's something my therapist helped me with. And it took me years to even start practicing that and to really understand what it meant because at first he would say things like you know well you're probably going to think that always and i was like this is that is miserable i can't imagine true, what the, but so i realize now what he meant it's like yeah you those yeah. feelings are going to be there the that depression that <laughs> that negative stuff is there but if you can focus on other things and just let it be there and stop trying to fight against it, then it really doesn't have any power over you. Or it has very little power over you. Yeah. Damn, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that advice for people. Um, dude, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, let me know when your podcast drops, and I would love to promote it here on the podcast. I will, definitely. Do you have anything Thanks. you want to promote? or send It's going to be your... called Valley Heat. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were willing to give away the title just yet. But, dude, Valley Heat, no one steal this. Someone we're copywriting it Cut. right now. Say it's going to be called Beep. Just beep it. <laughs> mailing this idea. You should mail this idea to yourself. Poor man's copyright. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I love the judge that would look at that letter. Your Honor, I mailed it to myself. <laughs> the Honorable Mr. Mm. Magoo. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah, this is a pretty good legal. Dagnabity's right. He mailed it to himself. <laughs> I kind of was like laughing to myself earlier that I'm like, 
I I know it's you you grow up and you always hear lawyer jokes as a kid and you're kind of like I don't really get it. But then when you're actually an adult, you're like, oh yeah, they actually are the worst human beings alive. And then I started thinking more. I'm like, dude, really to be a lawyer, all you have to do is pass the bar. You don't even have to go to school, get a degree. Yeah. And here's how frivolous or just like easy, I guess, being a lawyer is. You can represent yourself in court. Anybody can be a fucking lawyer. It's it's yeah. insane. Yeah. There's no and there's no like morality to it where they're like, oh, you're actually an evil person. You can't uh, be a lawyer because you have totally suspect morals. Yeah. You know, like yeah. other jobs. No, I wasn't <laughs> evil because evil as defined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. I did not want him dead, but I thought him dead. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's someone. It's like throughout history, it's been the job of the person who's just really good at arguing. It's really, yeah. It's and the, that's insane. It's a career of saying that's not what I said technically. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to write a whole uh, joke book for kids of uh, lawyer jokes and all that dumb <laughs> a, shit. A, a lawyer joke book for kids. lawyer jokes to make your dad laugh. Uh, dude, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, this has been awesome. Thank you, man. Take care, dude. And you guys, um, I don't know if I'm going to throw on an end to this episode, but glad you're alive. Thanks for listening. There's Patreon episodes every week. Uh, feel free to check that out at patreon.com slash y'all ever. And we'll see you next week. Star Brains Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.